The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hey guys, welcome back to Side Piece. I'm Melissa Feaster. I'm so excited to be here and talking with you guys. And holy crap, there's so much stuff that happened in Bravo last week. But before we dive into this, I have to tell you just a little story. So for those of you that know me and those of you starting to know me, I sometimes have a mouth and I sometimes like to run my mouth. Well, my new thing lately has been calling everyone a sucker, but not just like sucker. It has to be sucker. Like you have to be in it with passion. Like Josh, my husband, I just beat you to the car, sucker. I'm an overall better athlete and just better at everything than you. Sucka. So yesterday, we are taking our two kids. We have a three-year-old and a two-year-old. We are taking them for our fifth adventure, a.k.a. scooter rides, around the neighborhood. And my three-year-old, Logan, is, you know, ahead of me a little bit. And all of a sudden, I start hearing him say to people as they're passing by us, Bye-bye, sucka. And I'm like, oh my God, this is hysterical. But okay, no, I need to stop this because that's probably not appropriate. Of course, I laughed a few more times. And then he proceeded to do it a few more times. And then we had to actually stop and say, okay, Logan, we shouldn't say that. He says, but mommy says it to daddy all the time. And then I feel like an idiot. So that's my day yesterday. But even more exciting than my day full of suckers last week in Bravo was insane. All right, so once again, Southern Charm, the off-camera shenanigans rule the world. I mean, the whole Madison and A-Rod thing, listen, I don't know what's happening, I don't know what happened, but what in the world is going on? The only thing I can remember from the reunion is Craig coming at Madison saying you had sex with a married MLB man during the pandemic while you are with Austin. Literally all the Southern Charm is Madison and what she is doing or who she is doing off camera. So once again, Southern Charm takes the cake with maybe not their actual episodes, but all the explosiveness that is going on off camera. All right, you guys, so Salt Lake City, I know it is a shock to all of you, but Jen went off on somebody again. Now, we have Jen flying off the handle at everybody, at Whitney, at Heather, at Lisa, at Meredith, and somehow they all end up at a freaking huge mansion, a hypnotist that Whitney finds, and they're all trying to sing Kumbaya. It's not going to happen. Jen is a hot mess right now with all the girls. I love her to death. I love her energy and her passion, but oh my gosh, how do they even move forward from here? And also, I'm just trying to figure out who was actually better, this hypnotist or Allison, the medium from Beverly Hills Dinner Party from Hell. Do you remember her? Yeah, okay, these two need to go one-on-one to see who is a better side because I don't know. But both of them, please at me. I need you on my show ASAP. Then we go to the ATL. The girls finally make it to their beach getaway house in South Carolina. They're all getting drunk. Porsche's flying over the couch. 
Drew and Latoya, are you kidding me? Like, they go at it. Arms are being grabbed. Weaves are being talked about. It was a hot mess, and it all ends with Kenya, who is the host of this whole getaway, ordering food just for herself while all the girls are drunk with nothing to eat. That was probably the highlight of the entire episode for me, other than a woman running through the house, bleeding out, falling on the ground and dying, and none of the women even flinching. (laughs) So thank you, ATL, and thank you for the little tease that we finally see a stripper. I can smell, finally, some of the stripper gate is about to go down. All right. You guys, my side stealers, as I talked about with Salt Lake City, definitely the hypnotist. Kimberly Friedmutter, you need to come on my show as soon as possible. Please at me. I am here and ready for you. On the ATL, once again, Marlo, 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 you are my side stealer. You know what you do, Marlo? You take a crappy room in the corner that Kenya gives you because she doesn't like you. And you know what you do, Marlo? Because you are Marlo, you turn that into your dressing room. And then you set up your whole room on the whole first floor of the house and make that the Marlo suite. Marlo, once again, that is one of a million reasons why I love you. And you are my side stealer. So you guys, we see all the girls away on this vacation that Kenya put together, but now I get that it's going right into Cynthia's bachelorette party as we see the strippers and stripper gate. The bachelorette party? Because Cynthia is marrying her hot side, Mike Hill. And I had the amazing pleasure to talk with Mike Hill. All right, don't forget to find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. I can't wait for you to listen. Okay, you guys. So you know I love Bravo. But I'm not sure if you guys know that I really, really love sports. Like, I love sports a lot. I played my whole life. I love sports, watching them, listening to it, everything. So to know this guy, the guy who I'm having on today, from watching him as a sports broadcaster for so long, and now on my other love, Bravo, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Mixing my two loves in one, which is very rare to say for Bravo world. So I've always known him as Hill, but now he's part of the chill. You guys, I'm so excited to have today, Mike Hill. Hey, Melissa. Hey. Hey, thank you. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, my God. How are you doing? I'm great because I get to see you. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm doing wonderful. I can't complain about anything. Life is good. God is better. So I, I am not complaining about nothing. Nothing. Can I tell you in, like, the best way, you look, you know, sorry, Cynthia, but you look amazing on the show, but seeing you in person, even like I've been watching you on Fox, I've been watching you in sports, like, you know, on TV, but like seeing you here one-on-one, oh, wow, you look even better, if that was possible. Oh, thank you. What, 
I have to pay to do this. So I'm like, this Listen, is wonderful. I love, I love this lady. For, <laughs> these are Bravo fans listening, but like I have yeah. been a fan for a long time watching you with sports. So Thank this is awesome. You. you know what? That that means so much to me because I've been doing sports. I was, you know, I was on the ESPN for nine years and I've been at Fox for the last eight years. So I've been doing sports on a national level for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And I got a lot of people that recognize me from that. But lately, I've been known as Cynthia Bailey's boo, which I love. <laughs> but it's also good to know that somebody realizes that I had a life before Real Housewives of Atlanta, too. So thank you. I appreciate totally. that. No, I love it. Well, okay. So that's, you know, you're talking about I've been on TV, right? So mm-hmm. then you start dating Cynthia, and right. she's on her own world of TV, right? Reality mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. What made you finally like pull the trigger and say, okay, I'll be on TV with you or I want to do this? Like, were you hesitant at all when you started dating yeah. Cynthia? Well, in the beginning, I told Cynthia that when we were dating, I said, I'm not going to do TV unless we're serious. If we get right. serious, if we get into a relationship where there's something that's going to lead to something, then I'll come on television. Because like you said, it's a different world. You know, I'm, I'm a journalist background. I, I can be wild and crazy, but I've seen some of the things that you know, people do on reality television. Totally. And so there's still, not that I had like this prestigious image or whatnot, but at the same time, I had to protect my brand uh, as opposed to what was going on over there and what I saw some of the, the husbands and some of the boyfriends doing over there. I was hesitant a little bit, but at the same time, I said, if we got serious, I understand that your world needs to be on television. And if I'm going to be a part of your world, I don't mind supporting that way, and it's, it's worked out so far. So did you watch Cynthia pre-you coming on? Had you ever seen ATL? Had you ever watched her, seen her? This is going to sound crazy, but yes, I did. And the way I actually got into Real Housewives of Atlanta a long time ago was when I was married <laughs> before. Well, you know? okay. So my ex-wife, right, you know, she started watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, so I started watching it with her and got into the drama, whatever, with Nene and Phaedra and all those people. <laughs> and Cynthia comes along and we're like, wow, Cynthia, I had heard of Cynthia Bailey because she, obviously she was a model before. And I was like, okay, she's beautiful. And she was our favorite housewife on the show. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> she was. But I love, you know, how, you know, Noelle, you know, when she was nine years old, how mature she was. We talked about that. The fact that she and Leon still had this great relationship and, you know, they could co-parent together. Totally. We looked at that and said, you know what, that is maturity and we like that. And actually, I met Leon and knew Leon before I met Cynthia. And no way. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we were boys or anything like that, but, yeah. you know, he knew me from sports. He's a big sports fan as well. So we started talking about a couple of things, even trying to work on a project together. And then eventually I met Cynthia and, you know, and like you said, the rest is history. I mean, is that crazy though? It's like you're watching, it's almost like a, again, go back to sports. It's your young kid, you're watching LeBron and you want to be a Mm -hmm. superstar basketball player. And all of a sudden you are in the NBA. You're watching Cynthia, you know, like what she's about. You're with somebody else. Did you ever think that you would then be with Cynthia at some point. Never. I never looked at her. You know, obviously when I was with my wife, I wasn't looking at Cynthia and said, hey, you know what, man, I want to meet this woman one day. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to leave you. Now, I was a different person back then. Uh, Obviously, in the book, you see a lot of things I've changed in my life and I've I've matured. But no, I wasn't looking at Cynthia and I wasn't like coveting her or whatnot. But, and I actually met Cynthia like two years. I didn't meet her, but I, I was at an event with Cynthia two years prior to us actually meeting in person. But at that time, it wasn't the right time for me to approach her because, you know, she was with somebody else, another female there. I'm not even going to say who it was, but she didn't seem approachable. 
Got at it. that time. So I didn't I didn't look at Cynthia and say, yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a marry this woman one day. I'm going to fall in love with her or anything like that. It just kind of worked out that way, and thank God it did. Wait, I read, tell me if mm. this is right, that Steve Harvey hooked you guys up. Is this true? Yeah, uh, on his no. show. It, it, it was... It was a dating show, so it was actually on his show. Uh, I knew Steve from, my, my cousin is D.L. Hughley, so you know he's one of the kings of comedy. Totally. And so I met Steve 20, 25 years ago, and I was familiar with him. But one of his producers called a friend of mine asking if somebody would be interested in coming on the show in a dating show, a dating segment, to meet one of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And it's funny because you asked the question, did I thought, think I would meet Cynthia? I said, which one? I had to ask which one <laughs> because so you're like maybe not, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I'm not nothing against any of the other ladies that were on the show at that time. But I'm like, mm, you know. But when he said when they when they said Cynthia, I'm like, wow, okay. You know, I like her. I like the way she carried herself on the show, and you know, her class, and obviously her beauty. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go on there and just have fun. But I never thought that it was going to lead to something serious. I thought she was coming on for some kind of publicity thing. I thought it was going to be fun for me. I'm in sports. And I've told Cynthia and I've told the world this before. I'm trying to cross over, get more into entertainment and whatnot. I said, I'm going to be seen by a different audience, just straight up. So I never thought it would amount to anything except, hey, we'll meet. And if we saw each other again, I'm like, hey, you know, I was the guy that blah, 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 blah. We could share that that moment together. But that was about it. Wait, so you meet her. Steve Harvey sets it up. Was it love at first sight? Or were you just like, uh, what's going nah, on? No, it was... Actually, when I'm when I I won the date, obviously, and when I said, "Hey, nice meeting you," I gave a hug, and I had to run because I was running late for work, so I had to run to get to my job, and I barely got to my my spot. I was a minute before we was about to go on air, and I actually got on set and did my show. So if I would have waited thirty seconds longer, I would have missed my show, and I never miss a show. So no, uh, and then I thought that's the last time I was going to see her after I said hello and thank you, nice meeting you, you're beautiful, and all that type of stuff. And I ran. But then a week later, the producers of the show, actually, the reason we're together is because the producers of the show actually fooled us or tricked us. They told Cynthia, it's like, hey, you know, he really wants to go on a date with you. And they were telling me the same thing. Hey, Cynthia wants to know if you want her number because she really wants to go on a date with you. They're playing matchmaker. So they played matchmaker. And I'm like, oh, wow. I thought that was the end of it. Sure. I called her up. So I called her up, texted her. And, and then she actually came out here and did my podcast with Claudia because she knew Claudia, right. obviously. And then right. that day we actually went on our first date uh, at Sugarfish out here in LA and had a little sushi. No way, was, get some sushi. Yeah, got some sushi some, so, some sushi, and that's our favorite dish. But uh, yeah, but then I knew after that day that I was she was gonna be a part of my life in some capacity, but I didn't know if it was gonna be, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend. So did you guys then like keep dating or was there a, a break? No, or, like, it, was how a, it was happen? a, it was a, it was a slow burn. So we went to have sushi. She was on the phone the entire time. She was doing a Yana Fix My Life. Her Mal was on the show. So she was talking to producers, but she held my hand the whole time. She apologized, you know, and all that um. stuff. I kissed her, a little kiss afterwards, whatever. But like I said, I thought, okay, we can be friends. She comes out here. She's in Atlanta. I'm in LA. We'll keep in touch every now and then. And then there was a time where we would text when she went through a little medical scare, sent her some, uh, a gift just to say, hey, you know, everything's cool. But it wasn't like anything serious, actually, because right. she was dealing with somebody still a little bit. She had some mm -hmm. residuals and mm -hmm. I was out here, you know, having fun and enjoying my life as well. So it wasn't anything serious. And then she came out here and she ghosted me on something. 
So she came out here, we had lunch, and I was supposed to see her later that night. And I said, okay, I'll come by after work. I was going to get off work at nine o'clock. I text her and she didn't answer the text. And she usually answered the text right away. And then I called her and she didn't answer the call. So I'm like, I'm off work. I canceled plans and all that type of stuff. So I, cause I wanted to see her right. and I didn't hear from her that night. And then I heard that she was hanging out with Todd and Candy. And then I realized there was somebody else that was probably involved <gasps> that she was hanging a, out a double with. date. And then her fine ass went to Mexico with Noel. And she started taking some pictures on Instagram uh, on the beach in a bikini, throwing out those little thirst traps. And I You're fell like, for the trap. Yeah, she and got And I was like, um, let me let me send a text. Hey girl, how you doing? I see you enjoying yourself on vacation. Why well, she said you want to FaceTime? And I'm like, that came out of nowhere because we had never FaceTime before. And I'm like, yeah, let's FaceTime. So she FaceTimed me and we have not missed a day talking at least three or four times a day ever since. That's when things started taking off. See what happens when you put a little hot bikini on in the sun? Yes. Magic. That's what Magic. happens. Yeah, she, she got me. <laughs> like that, Wait. that that's the time a thirst trap really worked. That you know what? I dig it though. And that's yeah. what a weapon that we all have and we have to use at some point. I'm sorry, fellas. We just have to do it. Use what your mama gave you. And if you don't use it, shame on you. I'll just say totally. that. <laughs> so she's in, in Atlanta. You're mm -hmm. in LA. Mm -hmm. How does that even work? Yeah. I mean, well, I do a lot of stuff in Atlanta now. I mean, because of COVID, I can actually work on my Fox Soul job. I can work from anywhere as long as I got like a connection like I have right here so this would right. be my studio and I got a studio in Atlanta with uh, at, at Cynthia's house so during COVID during the summertime I actually spent more time in Atlanta than I did out here in LA I, we see each other a lot we had a two-week rule so she would either come out here or I would come there or whatever and we would go maybe three or four weeks sometimes without seeing each other but you know thank God for FaceTime and you know things totally. like that and we're all really busy so when you're busy you miss each other, but at the same time, you're working a lot. And if you're working a lot, you know, it kind of makes the time go by a little bit quicker. Uh, and you don't miss each other as much. You know, it's worked out for us. So she'll be out here next week. And then I'll go back with her in about two weeks after that. So we're kind of going back and forth. Is that hard? That's a lot. Especially with COVID and just, ugh. It's been hard, but I'll tell you what. See, Cynthia and I, we've been married before. And, you know, we're older. You know, going back and forth is okay for us in a sense because we miss each other, but we also like space. And I right. understand we're married and we love each other, whatever, but at the same time, I know sometimes after about three weeks of being with me, she's like, oh, I need a couple days break. She How doesn't say that. Yeah, yeah, you can, you, you can go back now. Let me miss you 72 hours later. She's like, I miss you, come back. And I feel the same way. So it actually kind of works for both of us. Do you think at some point you guys will ever be in the same, you know, city? Absolutely. I think by this time next year, we'll both be in the same city. There's a possibility I could be moving to Atlanta. I'm always going to have a home in LA because I got a lot of business out here in LA. So I'll be back and forth. So I'll keep my home out here. But there's an opportunity that that'll be coming up that I'm going to announce pretty soon that might have me moving to Atlanta. So this union, okay, mm -hmm. you know, we see this, oh my gosh, is Mike going to propose? And then he, mm -hmm. she's like, Cynthia's like, okay, he needs to propose, right? Yeah. And, you know, and Kenya's like, yo, slow your roll. You're acting a little thirsty right here. Yeah. Do you think Kenya meant to try to kind of sabotage the proposal? Or no. was it just like a, you know, because it all played out. We saw, did mm -hmm. she try to do it on purpose to ruin Cynthia's big night, big day with you? 
No, I mean, when, when I first found out that she had mentioned it to Cynthia that night, I was, I was upset in the fact, but not at Kenya. I was upset because I wanted the night to be perfect. I, right. I didn't want anybody to let on that this might be happening because, you know, you got to understand that night wasn't supposed to be about the proposal. It was about her wine bar, her, right. her, her cellar opening. Cellar, right. So that was the grand opening. And that's all she was really focused on. And yeah, my, my mom and, you know, my family was there or whatever, but that was part of the whole deal. It was going to be this big night about her wine cellar and about her. So I didn't want anybody letting on that this might happen. So I was a little perturbed, so to speak, that anybody would bring it up. But I wasn't upset at Kenya thinking that she tried to do something to ruin it on purpose. Totally. Well, you know, what's crazy, too, because we always see you like you're you both of you, you know, it's like positive and happy and this and that. So it was crazy. You know, the one episode and the one scene you guys are driving in the car, and of course we're talking about 1010, and mm -hmm. you know Cynthia has to be married on 1010, and you guys get in kind of like a heated conversation, and mm -hmm. then you push the camera down. Mm -hmm. Did production get upset when you pushed the camera down, or like what happened after that? I'm, I'm pretty sure they did, but at the same time, like I said, I'm I, I know myself, and I want to give you a reality, but I'm not going to come across when things get too heated and I'm done with something. I'll right. back out of a situation. I'll walk out of it. And it's just like, you asked me before, was there any trepidation about being on camera? Well, that's her life. And she right. has the contract the obligation to be on camera. If I feel like something is going way south and it's like, I'm not, there are some certain things that you can't let people into your world. There's still gotta be a matter of privacy. You can tell that we're upset, but at the same time, I'm not gonna give you the entire, that's just me. And sure. she can choose to do that, but at the same time, I'm not being brought into that. And she understands that. So right. I know it looks bad sometimes when you turn the camera off, you walk out of the scene, you take your microphone off, or all that type of stuff. But at the same time, I don't want to get to a point where it's putting out the wrong example in a sense. Or right. because you know that we're having issues, but some things aren't for everybody to see. Totally. No, I, I mean, a thousand percent. Again, it's like you're, you're in your real world and then you're like, oh God, but there's, I'm still being filmed about it. So mm -hmm. it's like real emotions, real world. Oh, real camera in my face about it. Mm -hmm. but like, was there some particular reason why she just, Cynthia just had to have 10, 10, 20? Well, I think she was 10, 10, 20 was, I would, I would take the, the blame for that because we said it was going to get married on 10, 10, 20, right? So there was gonna be, that was our perfect date. That was our perfect union. Now, obviously because of COVID, that was in jeopardy when it came to having a big event. So I was more concerned about the date. If we said we was gonna get married on 10, 10, 20, all I was saying was we can still get married. We just don't have to have a big event, obviously because of COVID and we right. wanna be responsible and whatnot. So our, our issue was not necessarily for her about the date itself. It was about the event. Totally. and how many people was going to be at the event. So that's where we had our disagreement. It was like, I still want to get married on 10, 10, 20. We can get married in the backyard. We can jump a broom. We can totally. have a ceremony like that. We totally. can go to the justice of the peace. I just want to marry you on that day because I've been looking forward to that day. Right. With her, and look, and I don't blame her because, you know, she's a bride. And she brides want to have cool. their day. They want their and thing, a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, she yeah. want to be celebrated and, you know, she wants a celebration and her friends to be there and I understand all that type of stuff. So when she said, well, if she couldn't have the celebration, she didn't necessarily want to be married on that day or know when she's done. Like, I, I, I got offended. And I'll be honest with you. And I think everybody saw that I got offended. Because right. if we 
what what does it matter as long as the marriage is there it's not about the ceremony and the wedding obviously that's a big deal but at the same time i want to be married i don't want to have a day and then the rest of our lives is just a piece of you know crap totally. you know what i'm saying so totally. that, that's where that came from so it wasn't necessarily her about saying she wants to stick to the day she wanted to stick to the plans of the day got it that was it but you guys just made it up. Like you were like, oh, like every other couple, when should we get married? And then you guys just kind of chose 1010. It wasn't something like some big meaning behind it the, of the actual numbers or day. Yeah. Yeah. Candy actually came up with the day. Candy came up with the day. And because we were saying we're going to get married in the summer. No, in the summertime, we got, I had so much going on, you know, all that type of stuff. I said, let's get married near the end of the year, around September, October, maybe even November. And Candy's like, you know what? Why don't y'all do 10, 10, 20? Because 10 plus 10 is 20. And 20, 20, 20, perfect vision, perfect date, perfect marriage. It's on a Saturday. Totally. And that just became the day. And she got earrings. And that was just, everybody was talking about 10, 10, 20. And she, like, she better not ever forget now it's, anniversary. Yeah. You get, yeah, you get the earrings and you say chill, it is yep. on. That alone yeah. is why we're having it on 10, 10, 20 right there. You know, they say these Bravo couples that get these vow renewals on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't turn out so great for them. So yeah. are we going to be the exception to the rule if we see some kind of something? Yeah, I, I don't. I think the way I live my life is that I feel like, you know, my fate is determined by God and not karma or some kind of event or some kind of superstition or whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, I've seen some of the vow renewals. Whatever is going to happen is already destined to happen anyway. So we, we can get a vow renewal next year and break up the next day. Or we can get a vow renewal never and break up, you know, tomorrow. Who knows? So right. whatever is predetermined is already predetermined. So I'm not looking at what she did with Peter or, you know, anybody else, you know, Nene. And I think Nene and Greg got remarried. They're still they together. Did. So, I mean, yeah. so maybe they broke that curse. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't look at other people's issues or other people's relationships and say totally. well that's who we are because we're totally different we got to live our lives the way we want to live our our lives we're actually working on the show for bravo right now but what you and cynthia and i are working on i mean it's no surprise we're uh, you know we met on a dating show so we're actually working on a dating show right now uh <gasps> to try and bring people together the way we were brought together so no yeah the, the chill and no, it's not called The Chill. It'll be announced pretty soon. Actually, she's coming out here. We're going to be doing some promotion stuff for it uh, in about a week and a half when she gets out here. But it should be announced really soon about what we're doing. So uh, I'm really excited about it and looking forward to it. Just chill if you want to find love. Chill, oh love. <laughs> we, 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 we had a couple of names, but the uh, the producers of the show actually came up with a really good name, and we like it. But oh, like I said, I'm I'm not at liberty to actually disclose what the name is right now. Oh my gosh, even if I'm married, can I just still come on to be a part of that? I want to be a part of your guys. <laughs> Absolutely. We, 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 we'll, find, we'll find a role. We'll find some back. Maybe you're going to interview the uh, the couples afterwards or whatever. So we can oh my God. You, you can, Christmas come early. Yeah, you know, we, we'll have a reunion show. We need a moderator. We'll do all that type of stuff. So there you go. Absolutely. Like, don't play with me. Come on. Come hey, on. look, now, you know now what? Now I'm getting more excited. Look, I'm I'm excited about it too. So, you know, whatever is supposed to happen will happen. So, yeah, absolutely. I love your energy That's and you're amazing. such a Bravo fan. So, yeah, that, that, that could work. I can't even wait to see it. Oh, my God. Is there any, like, other sneak peek you can even give us or something that maybe you don't think made the show or made the edits that happened? 
Um, you know, here's the thing. Like, Cynthia and I leading up to what I liked about it is, you know, we had, you know, obviously you saw the, the episode in the car with all that type of stuff. But, you know, and I think this is important. I don't know if they're going to show it or not, but we actually had some counseling sessions before we actually got married because we obviously still needed to work some things out, some understandings right. about each other. You know, COVID and the, the pandemic, having all of us live together here because it was me, Cynthia, and our three children <laughs> living in the right. same house during COVID, it really tested us. And we found a lot of stuff about each other that we liked. And then there were other things that were like, okay, well, maybe we need to work this out. And oh. I think that kind of came to a front. And we had those sessions on camera. So I don't know if they're going to show it or not. But they were good. And it actually worked out. And we haven't had an argument ever since. So not on wood. Dude, uh, that's but, amazing. Yeah. But, you know, there are some great things that's happened. Like, she's in South Carolina. You're going to see what happened at her bachelorette party and all that stuff that everybody's talking about. Oh! Would you be referring to Strippergate, Mike? Uh, I think that's 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 coming up pretty soon. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot about it myself uh, from the things that I've heard from Cynthia. I'm curious to see how it actually played out and everything and who was involved or whatever. And uh, But also know that, you know, Cynthia's... In a, in a swing herself so <laughs> I want to see how that works out and what, what yeah happens but because I'm not I'm not even a jealous person I'm a very secure person when it comes to that I want her to have her fun or whatever I'm curious to see how it all how it all plays out have you heard though what happens and who I've, I've heard enough <laughs> but I gotta let you watch it and watch it oh my god the yeah. stripper gay I yeah. can't I've heard yeah I've, I've heard several and Cynthia you know she heard from somebody else herself she was obviously there but so she knows but you know like I said I can't confirm or deny because I wasn't there uh, I only know what she kind of told me but I also know that it all has to play out on camera so watch it's going Oh, we were watching. I was not happy that it didn't come out the last episode I was just watching because they're giving you previews and then it just goes yeah. nowhere. You know, they got a teasing. I know. The teasing, the teasing. Yeah. And I'm thirsty for some stripper gate. <laughs> I'm thirsty for oh, stripper yeah. gate. They're going to give you Did plenty you... of water pretty soon, I'll tell you that. <laughs> gonna... I will drink that shit up all day they're long. They're going to quench your thirst. I'm telling but you. But did. After you hear this, did it make you kind of look differently at her friends? Like, dude, this happened? No, I mean, look, it, I didn't because I'm, I'm not judgmental. Obviously, I, I got some shit that happened to me in my past that I ain't too right. happy about or whatever. So I'm not going to judge other people for what they do. The people that were involved are single. So, you know, that's that's on them. Whatever happened, Holy happened. Shit. And so have a good time. Enjoy your life. You know, I've done some things that I'm not proud of. And, you know, I don't even know if they're not not necessarily not proud of what they did it just happened right. as part of their reality and it got caught on camera but you're talking about so you know we we're before we started we were talking about open mic your awesome book that you know we just got released it's getting amazing press mm -hmm. is there a reason why you wanted to write this memoir about yourself and about your life yeah i had to because it wasn't a book that i wanted to put out for the public it was something that i did for my own therapeutic issues that I, I needed to address and i didn't realize i needed to address i first started writing the book in in earnest around 2017 because you know i would say that i was happy and put out this facade that i was happy and i felt happy and i was telling myself i was the happiest i've ever been in my life but i find myself in my hotel room on the road when i was working with the clippers or going upstairs in my bed and I would be crying for no reason. I'm like, oh. what is going on? Why am I so emotional? What's happening? 
I need more testosterone in my body? Am I, what, what's happening? Why am I crying totally. so much? And it was a voice that told me, it's like, you need, to, you need to write. You need to tell your story. Because I would remember things and glimpses from my childhood that would make me even more super emotional. So right. somebody told me I needed to write this book a long time ago. But once I started writing, it was like I started regurgitating. It felt like everything that I was saying became a weight that was being lifted out of my mind, my body, and my soul that was killing me. It was literally killing me on the inside. And I always tell people that if I had not written Open Mic, that I probably wouldn't be here right now. I definitely wouldn't be talking to you right now. I wouldn't have been on the Housewives of Atlanta. I would not be married to Cynthia. I wouldn't be in the place that I am professionally. I wouldn't be in a place I am with my kids. I wouldn't understand that much about myself because for the longest time, I was a boy pretending to be a man. And I didn't realize until I started writing this book that I had to put away childish things in order to become a man. So a lot of the things that led up to my divorces, you know, issues at work, you know, being you know, cheating and all that type of stuff right. was because of the things I had not addressed in my past. And once I wrote the book, I was able to see, wow, this is what held me back from doing this. That's what held me back from doing that. Right. And I was able to go out and get the, uh, the mental uh, help that I needed. That's why I, I, I'm a, a huge advocate for therapy now, because the book was my surgery that I needed to cut out the issues that I had. The therapy is the rehabilitation I need to make sure that that stuff doesn't go back into my body. Totally. Well, okay. So you guys, Natalie is an author writing Open Mic. He is an amazing badass sportscaster. But if you don't know, he is actually an Air Force vet. Yeah. Which is incredible. First of all, thank you. So That's amazing. Thank you for your service. That is absolutely incredible. Makes oh, me love you, you even more. Um, thank you. For doing that. But I think for the bigger question, too, for me and probably for everyone listening, which was more difficult, being in the Air Force or dealing with the housewives and being on the housewives show? <laughs> uh, uh, I would say dealing, I don't really deal with the housewives that much, but seeing your life in a reality show is, is one of the most difficult things I've had to, to endure because you know how it is. You, you, you got to show something. You got to right. be interesting. You can't be too boring. And yes, I'm a little reserved. People don't see everything about me. Whatever right. I try and give them some, some entertainment. But yeah, I mean, just dealing with some of the, the feedback has been yeah. difficult. But once again, I've gotten used to it. But the Air Force, the things I went through in the Air Force were life lessons that made right. me better. Being on this show was like, oh, shit, that sucked. <laughs> you know, like that. Is there one of the housewives that's like the most challenging, I guess, to deal with? No, nah, I've gotten along with everybody there. I, um, what's crazy is like me and Nene were really super cool uh, with, when right. she and Cynthia were together because that was her girl when we first met. But everybody's been cool, kind of cool. I don't talk that much to Portia. Me and Dennis are cool. That's my boy. So I don't talk that much to Portia. I think the person that was the hardest to accept me in a sense or she was kind of guarded was Candy. I think she was guard because she didn't know me, you know, obviously. Right. And so coming in, here I am, my personality, what I bring to the table. When you, when you see me, it's, it's who I am. I'm not going to put on airs right. about anything. After I wrote the book, I told you I put away the facade. So who I am is who I am. Right. So you come in hot sometimes like, huh, who is not that she was ever mean to me, but you can tell you get the right. energy that I don't know you yet. So chill out. You know what I mean? Right. But and now Annie, look, she picked and now, she picked your wedding date. She picked our wedding day and she's showing me nothing but love and Todd is great. And I have nothing but love and respect for, for all the housewives, to be quite honest with you. So, and Kenya has been wonderful. So 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have an issue with any of them unless they have an issue Hello. with my wife. And they have an issue with my wife, then obviously my loyalty is with my wife. But at the same time, I'm the type of person that will try and find out how can we fix this issue that you guys have with, with each other. You guys are amazing. I want to know if you are down to play a game. Yes, absolutely. With you, okay. let's do it. All right, all right, Mike. So the game is called Scoreboard. All right? Scoreboard, all right. Scoreboard, I'd say really exciting because I'm sports and bravo talking to you. All right, I'm going to give you a line, okay? You tell me if it's a touchdown or it's a penalty. Okay, <laughs> okay. Okay. I got you, all right. TD or penalty? So, okay. her cooking. Oh, a TD for sure. A TD. A her TD. cooking's a TD. Absolutely, awesome. yeah. She's a great cook. Okay. Cynthia's driving. Penalty. Throw a 15 yard. That's a <laughs> unsportsmanlike uh, personal foul. Cynthia is like a 80 year old driver. She <laughs> speed. I hate when Cynthia drives. I, I can just get off a flight, be dog tired. She can come pick me up, and I'm like, no, I'm driving because I <laughs> can't deal with her driving. So, yes, that's definitely a penalty. Cynthia role playing in the bedroom. Oh, <laughs> that's a this this called out a field goal. <laughs> I'm, 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 like, I'm, I'm still going to give her points. She's still going to get three points, maybe not six. You know, role playing is, you know, Cynthia is fun, but Cynthia is, you got to understand, Cynthia is still a little conservative, like in the bedroom. She, she's nervous. She, you know, I, to this day, I can go see her and I'll see her and it's almost like, I know you. We've been knowing each other for a long period right. of time. But she'll warm up now. Look, the, the, uh, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But as far as role playing is concerned, <laughs> We ain't, we ain't doing too much of that. That's cool. Right. So maybe she scores seven. the touchdown, but she misses the extra point. <laughs> I'll give you that. Touchdown, but misses the extra point. Got it. I want to okay. go for two every time. <laughs> oh, you got to go for two every time. Yeah, I you go always for go for two every time. Yes. All right. Thank you for playing the scoreboard. So at the end of the show, I like to do a little tagline talk. I mean, we you're on Housewives show. You're beautiful bride starts the show with her little tagline every season. Mm -hmm. What would your tagline be? Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my God. I, I never thought about that. That would be, uh, there would be something with open mic in it. You know, I was that, just thinking that. There would be something with open mic. It'd be like, you know, I've had a lot of doors closed, but now I'm an open mic. I don't know. I mean, just like, it's something. That's like, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you could be holding the peach and the the wind could be blowing in your hair. I'm not holding the peach. That's one thing. I'm not I'm not getting see the thing is like when you hold a peach, that's I'll leave that for the other husbands that be on the show. I'm not doing that. that was no amazing. shade. No shade, but I'm not doing all that. <laughs> Mike, you're amazing. I feel like I could keep talking to you for another ten hours. Uh. But I, I want to, before we wrap up, which I hate to do, can you please tell everybody who loves you as much as I do that's listening where we can find you anywhere, social, anywhere? Okay, uh, I'm at It's Mike Hill, I-T-S, Mike Hill on uh, Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, I also do uh, open mic sessions on my YouTube page where I have panel shows and break down some of my guests, celebrity guests or friends, whatever, talking about topics like uh, what women need. We talk about the black man pandemic and whatnot. So I do that once a month. I'm doing one next month, right before Valentine's Day, where Cynthia's going to join me, where we're going to talk to other couples about love and staying together and all that type of stuff, and one for oh, Black History Month. So yeah, open mic sessions on my YouTube channel. And uh, you can find me on Fox Sports, 
I got a show, uh, the Mike and Donnie show on Fox Soul. And once yeah. again, we got a project coming up that's coming up pretty soon that I'll be announcing next week, as a matter of fact. That's going to maybe take me to Atlanta. So listen out for that. I can't wait. I'm sweating. I'm literally sweating, like thinking about it. I'm so freaking excited. That's awesome. Oh that's and, then, and then we got and then we got the show coming up where Melissa's going to be the moderator for our reunion. Yo, you we're gonna better. We're going to speak that into existence. I'm very good about emailing every day to make this stuff happen. So don't tease me, Mike. I'm sweating I, here thinking what? about it. If you're excited about it, I'm excited for you too. And so, you know, I, I'm not the only one to make a decision, but I, I like it. I mean, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Where do I sign? Is there an e-signature I can send this shit over right now? We, we, got, a, we got a handshake <laughs> agreement right here. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Dig it. Oh my God. Thank you. You're amazing. I love you. I love Cynthia. Please tell her that made my day talking to you. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.